This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. Pretty great. I I just got home from the dog park and my dog's asleep on my feet. Oh, that's so sweet. My dog's just going nuts around the house. So she's not allowed by my feet right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of more in the way of my feet than like on them. And uh, he might have to move. So you might hear a dog a little later. That's fine. So anyway, should we tell uh, everybody who's listening what we're here for? Uh, yeah, I feel like we should. Otherwise, this is just dog talk. Yeah, and... I mean, not that people won't appreciate that. I would, but there's already a podcast like that. So. Right? Like, there's no way we can be as good as Can I Fire Dog? So, like, let's just move on. No. Yes. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, guys. Uh, this is our first episode of Don't Go In There. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, anyway, the whole kind of um, premise of this podcast is we watch a bunch of paranormal TV shows because there are a lot. And we actually really enjoy them. There are so many. Even Rob Lowe has one right now. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. I can't believe like how many cool um, paranormal podcasts there are. And it's just like so awesome that now all of a sudden, in the year of our Lord 2017, we can connect with other weirdos that like this stuff too. <laughs> Which, I mean, apparently Rob Lowe is one of us. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> right? One of us, one of us. One of us, one of us. Uh, <laughs> which we actually, we might actually do his show soon because it's actually pretty great because he has his own personal family shaman. And that's just, that can be its own show on its own. <laughs> right? Like um, the low files, I think is what it's called, which is just um, amazing. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's a gift to us all from the Lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, and like just to kind of start this off, we try not to be mean to the subjects of the show. We do it just out of love because we love these shows, but these shows can also be incredibly ridiculous. Exactly. Like we are totally into it. Like we love, we love these people for sharing their story. And I feel like there's, that's why we're, we decided we needed to do this podcast was because we know that people can get made fun of. And when you open, when you open up yourself to these kind of stories, as like a person who feels that they have um, experienced something, you open yourself up to ridicule. And that's not what we're here to do. We are here to be funny. But at the same time, like we freaking love these shows. We do. And I mean, there's a lot of funny things in these shows. Like anytime there's a reenactment, it's always gold because. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the production values on these shows are usually not that high. So. <laughs> And, like, to be honest, I don't know that I would want to watch one that had a super high production value because, like, that's part of what makes it so charming and amazing and makes it so that me, a grown adult woman, can watch it in the middle of the day and not be so scared. So, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, not at night. Like, let's be clear. This is not nighttime viewing for me. Oh, no. No. <laughs> me neither. neither. Um, it has to be during the day. It has to be when there's lots of light out so I don't freak myself out like the child I am inside. <laughs> right? Like, Sun's up, lights on. 
mm-hmm. fully ensconced in a blanket. So like no creepy crawlies can grab me from under the couch. Like I'm safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so on that note, I think we should get into it. Um, the show we chose for this week's episode was Paranormal Survivor. Um, it's on Netflix. There's also bootleg rips on YouTube, like everything else. I'm not saying if you don't have Netflix to do that, but I'm just saying it's an option. Um, so the episode we decided to view and review for this podcast was their first one, Haunted Objects, which you guys, you oh my guys, God, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I mean, this was, we had to start our show on a high note and this episode like was perfect for it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like this was like, we were texting each other the whole time we were watching it just like, oh my god, this is gold. I cannot believe it. And I'm so excited. And we literally did watch it for the first time on YouTube. And then we started talking about making this podcast. And the podcast god smiled upon us and said, here it is on Netflix for your easy viewing pleasure. And so now I've watched it like seven more times like this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's like, do yourself a favor just if you don't watch any other episode of paranormal survivor please watch the first episode my god (laughs) it's like a roller coaster of emotion yes (laughs) (laughs) it's a non-stop thrill ride into like places that i would say do not go in there like the basement oh my god exactly we have got to talk about (laughs) oh my god yes with the basement and the opening credits for the show look like they were put together for like a high school students film project it is fantastic yeah it's amazing it's way better than anything I could do so I'm like yeah (laughs) and it's like so creepy and then you like you jump right into like this nice family and you're like wait you just creeped me out so bad with that intro and now like nice and pleasant like so yeah getting to that the first um vignette if you would say <laughs> on this show uh, focuses on this family uh, in 1975 in Michigan that find this old creepy house. But they and love it. They it's love it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's creepy and old, they love it. And they do the very, you know, smart decision. They make it of selling their family business to buy this house, which, you know, super smart guys. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, we don't need, like, our livelihood to live it so we could have this, like, crazy house that we just drove by and just happens to be for sale, and now we love it. Um, I feel like they got possessed already right there. Like, <laughs> It's like, yes, yeah, sell your family business, to sell, buy the house. Possessed to buy. What? <laughs> it's just like, but it's amazing. Yes. So, anyway. And, I've... like, the house itself. I don't know. Like, do you think they show the actual house in these episodes, or is that just some random house? Like, I always wonder about that. I feel- because they're telling us a story and they're showing you parts of this house as they're going along, and I'm like, is that real? I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that it might be the house. I think it's just like another random creepy house they found close to the studio where they're shooting. The t- whoa. What just happened? I have no idea. We had some technical difficulties, it looks like. The ghosts were like, stop it, ladies, right now. Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. Okay. Anyways, so the last thing I was saying or heard you, we were saying was that, um, talking about, like, the house that they show. And, like, I just really wish that that was the real house, but I don't feel like it was. No, I I really don't think it was. I, like, because they, like, traveled to, like, in the episode alone to, like, Michigan, Boston, Florida. So I just think they just found a random house. Like, this will do. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, 
you're just watching, you're settling in for a night of paranormal TV and you're like, oh my God, that's my house. Like, oh no, I would die. <laughs> I would move. Yeah. Hopefully you can sell your family business to afford to move into it though. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about this family because they're cute. Like the mom is interviewed and the daughter is interviewed and the mom is just like, very matter of fact and like super into the house and just like real serious about the story. The daughter who is a full grown adult older than me is freaked out all these years later. So, whoa, like just in the first second you see her, you're like, you're still in a panic. Yeah. You still have feelings about this house, <laughs> but yeah. I, and the mother, she's great. She looks like, you know, a nice little old grandma. And she was like saying very matter of factly, like, Okay, well, after we uh, moved into the house, I noticed doors were slamming. I got locked out of the house, and I heard boxes being drugged. But, you know, it was okay. Like, that whole attitude where it's just like, what? Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> I still started to disappear, and I never find him again. But that's fine. <laughs> normal house stuff. You're like, no, friend. <laughs> no, your clothes disappearing after you just laid them out is not normal house stuff. <laughs> No, and, like, I'm sorry, I hear one dr box being dragged in my basement, and I am moving out of this house, like, immediately. Like, thanks, house, I'm so glad you're clear, and I've never had anything bad happen here. I just, like, turned and looked at my house and told it that. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was this woman and I was being locked out of my house, my I was hearing stuff being dragged around, my clothes were disappearing, my dog was, like, losing his shit all the time, there is no way... And she's like, I told my husband I want to leave. And he was like, no, it's our house. You have to stay in the house. I'd be like, uh, okay, have fun in there. Bye. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, you have fun in your house. I'm out. <laughs> oh, my I know. God. And especially with the dog freaking out when it freaked out and, like, the handle of the door was jiggling and there was no one there. I would have been like, yep, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. right? Bye, guys. Yeah, so, okay, let's talk about that because that was, like, the, the one of their, like, first incidents, right? Yeah. And the the dog starts losing its mind and they're like, no, this dog is like calm. It doesn't bark and da 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 da. But then all of a sudden it's going crazy. And then the, there's footsteps they can hear coming from the basement. First of all, I am not a basement person. Like there is a basement in my house. However, it is like fully finished everything. It just looks like a normal room with a normal hallway and normal stairs to it. Like, but when we were looking for houses, I would see all these unfinished basements. And I'm like, no, that is a freaking bone hole where bodies are stuffed and like ghosts are waiting to kill me. I cannot live in this house. <laughs> and so <laughs> when she's like, I heard footsteps coming up from the basement and they're showing like a creepy old basement. I'm just like, ah, never. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And I mean, it's just like, but they just stay. And then the next kind of, bad creepy thing that happened was the daughter hears a deep voice calling her name from outside her bedroom door that she was in alone no 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 and, <laughs> and like after this this is where like the mother her name was uh gloria yes gloria tells her husband we need to go and her husband's like no we can't go we're this is our house now and i've been like please i am fucking going <laughs> Right? Like, she's like, okay, the daughter's like, I was in my room doing my homework. I heard it say my name, hella creepy, at the doorway. And then I had to run through it to get to my mom. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. I don't know what the hell I would do. But I I mean, I guess, would you run through it? I don't know. Would you? No. no. I probably um, would stay there until I died. I, that's, right? I, I'm 
I'm not brave. <laughs> I live in my room now, and and if I if I got brave enough to run out, I would never go back in there and be like, "That's my don't go in there." Like, oh yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and after like she runs down, the mother hears the same voice laughing from upstairs, and which is still, horrifying. And they still don't leave the house. It's just like why this this chapter should have been like, why didn't you leave your house? <laughs> yeah. Like why did you listen to your husband? He clearly wasn't experiencing any of this shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like, Oh my God. No husbands. If you're listening, listen to your wives. If your house is haunted, take her and leave run, run like the wind. Yeah. But <laughs> the husband's answer to the solutions wasn't leave. He was let's <laughs> renovate the house. <laughs> we'll make it ours. Yeah. <laughs> So while renovating the house and ripping up some linoleum, they find a creepy old picture. Now, again, the husband, if he was a normal person, would see this and say, oh, shit, we should leave the house. What does the husband do, Robin? Uh, Well, first of all, the husband found the picture under some linoleum on the floor, not like in like, oh, we moved a box and here's a picture. No, the husband is like, here's a linoleum floor picture. I love it. Let's frame it and put it on the wall in our dining room. What? Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, at at this point, I was honestly thinking that, like, this was just, like, the husband trying to gaslight his family. And, like, that's how the episode would be. Like, he's actually doing all this creepy shit and, like, you know, is trying to get them. That's his way of asking for a divorce. But no. (laughs) Do the shining on them? Oh, my God. So yes, after, you know, they find this creepy picture of an old couple that looks so angry. Everybody says it looks so angry, but the husband's like, I like antiques. Let's just frame it. Yeah. <laughs> the wife is so cute, Gloria. She's like, well, we were into antiques, so we put it on, in a frame and hung it on the wall. And we were like, oh, that's that's a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> it was a linoleum. Like, think about who decided this picture was so evil they had to put it underneath the floor. Like, What? I don't get it. Yeah. So then um, once that's up, we meet Gloria's nephew. And (laughs) and in the way we in which we meet Gloria's nephew is by the actual picture that they hung up flying off the wall and hitting him. (laughs) Like not just like like falling off the wall, like flying four (laughs) feet across the room and running into him like the picture hated the nephew (laughs) i know and it's like he was like what like 12 maybe oh my god he was like a tiny kid (laughs) yeah so sad so yeah (laughs) oh my god i would have been like i'm never going into over to aunt gloria's house ever again Uh, so anyway after like and that was like one of the things that happens after um they hang the picture even more activity just happens and they start hearing like weird things in uh the basement so they finally go to the basement and find a nice little um closed door with weird symbols in the root cellar in the basement another you know don't go in there type thing or leave your fucking house burn it down <laughs> like a root cellar no- with weird paintings inside burn the house down we're done here <laughs> exactly and what's even worse about that root cellar is they locked it it would open they nailed it shut it would still open <laughs> They put an old bench in front of the door and nailed it shut and it would still open. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And Gloria, again, being just wonderful, said that she 
had cardboard to frame pictures like in front of the door and one day she just you know looks at the cardboard and there is a woman's face on one of the pieces and the head of a baby (laughs) and like all weird like that's how do you okay how does a face just appear on cardboard that is terrifying Mm -hmm. and she's just like well you know it just didn't look normal yeah Gloria that's not normal that's not normal faces just don't appear on cardboard (laughs) she is the sweetest woman I hope I get to meet her someday I know like it's just like I mean and I get it like part of it she had to be in that denial because they just spent all of their money literally all their money on their house and they had no other options but my god (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, like, the kids are all freaking out. She said, like, the kids started fighting, and, like, mm-hmm. their daughter was terrified all the time. Like, as a mom, I guess you kind of have to be the one that's, like, I'm going to hold it together since my husband's clearly disengaged from the haunting of the home. But, you know. But, whatever. no. Yeah, so the final straw, the absolute final straw happened when the daughter said the house was, like, living in hell. And then the house filled with a smell that was like musty earth or you know have you ever been on the haunted mansion you know how it smells like musty yeah and stuff like in there concrete and dust yeah. yeah that's what i imagine it smelled like but the entire house smelled like that not just one area like the whole house <laughs> and the daughter was just like i hate it here it's like hell and the mom was like stop don't say it take it back take it back and <laughs> take, it like, back. take it back and like that boom gone and it's, it was just like a normal house again, except it's still not normal. There's still a haunted picture in it. Exactly. So um, relief uh, came in the form of Gloria signing up for a ceramic class, which how 70s was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. I was like, yeah. She's <laughs> My like, grandma did ceramics in the 70s, too. So I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so did everyone's grandma. That was like the grandma thing. <laughs> I'm like literally looking at some of the ceramics my grandma made in the 70s sitting on my desk right now. So hope they're not haunted. Yeah. So like she goes to the ceramics class because her friend's like, you need to take your mind off of things. Let's do ceramics. Yeah. Like they, they're like, you have a haunted picture in your house. Let's do some some pottery. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, at the ceramics class, she actually meets um, a medium, a psychic medium who says, I can help you. And she's like, okay, great, we'll get the psychic medium involved, everything's fine. Except on the day that the um, psychic medium is supposed to come, Gloria makes the same nephew that was attacked by the paint, the picture go into the creepy basement. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we're hearing stuff down there, why don't you head on down and check it out since the ghosts are super into you. Yeah. And <laughs> poor kid is like, alright, but he goes down there and he's like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't see anything. Um, and then the, so mom, Gloria and the daughter go down there and then what happens? The whole basement fills up with swirling smoke. What? And I'm sure at, like at this point, the nephew's like, you couldn't wait 20 minutes, just 20 minutes. The psychic lady's on her way. Why are we down here? Right? Like, I'm sorry. I would have been sitting outside the whole time waiting for the psychic lady to show up. Like, yeah. okay, we're done. I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going in there. And I'm definitely not going in the basement. Exactly. I Like, I, I think Gloria really hated that nephew, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe he was just a real rotten apple when he was a little kid. Maybe. And she's like, go in the basement with the ghosts. <laughs> go check out those weird paintings in the door that won't stay shut when we nail it. Go check it out. Um, 
So then the psychic finally gets there. And, like, on when they show them in the basement with the swirling smoke, it's like they're showing the paintings and, like, the door is going crazy. Like, it it was like this activity went b- bananas. And the psychic shows up and she immediately did a cleansing of the home. Like, they went through with sage and spoke um, – what am I trying to say? Spoke some words over the house and like did a little prayer and stuff together, like some ceremony stuff. <sighs> Thank goodness for the psychic medium that showed yeah. up. And the best part, the best part, which was like, was so great that they illustrated it on the show too, was once it was cleansed, um, the eyes on the picture turned blue. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is a black and white picture. And they're just like, and as soon as the cleansing was done, the eye we looked at the picture and the eyes of the people turned blue and they they went from being angry mean old people to just old people and it was just <laughs> like, I was like in my picture <laughs> oh. i was just like no like I, I i'm like okay gloria like I, i'll believe you with most things but i'm pretty sure the eyes on a black and white picture did not turn blue right like they didn't just all of a sudden get hand tented but okay okay and the psychic medium says that they're the what they were hearing with of the noises and stuff was that there was an older woman that was the previous owner and she had died while she was gardening out in the yard and um she didn't know she was dead and she had to be told to go and that she was no longer her house and then after that psychic was there everything went into being peaceful and lighter and the house looked bigger and felt bigger and life was just back to normal. The end. The end. That's literally how they ended. <laughs> like, that's it. Okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> the daughter, meanwhile, is still traumatized like 30 years later, but okay. Yeah. And I mean, you don't even hear from the nephew. So who knows what happened to him after that? <laughs> oh God. Like, we don't know the nephew's name. We don't know where he is. He is probably doing some serious therapy. Maybe they did this show to help pay for his therapy sessions. I mean, if anything, they owe it to him. (laughs) Poor nephew. Oh. But then we go into the episode, goes into our favorite story. I don't know. Like, the the haunted picture is pretty amazing. But the next story, I think, um, Jacqueline, don't you think this is the one we talked about the most? Oh, my God. And we randomly text each other, like, sentences from the episode. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. The second story introduces us to Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Henry is currently, well, he was in 2011 residing in Homestead, Florida, but he was originally from Brooklyn and he was a Port Authority policeman and he retired and wanted some peace and quiet. So he went down to Florida because he always wanted to live out in like a, a rural setting and then he decided he was going to get the next piece of his dream life, which was? It was an IROC. He wanted a Camaro. That was the dream life. (laughs) And he wanted it bad. Oh, yes. So he saw an ad on Craigslist, and he was like, this is my car. Got to get it. And he's talking about how, you know, it just makes you feel young like you did when you were a kid. Like, he was into it. And his the favorite thing he said, which is still probably one of my favorite sentences and always will be, he says he got the car and, quote, it was clean, but it was not Henry clean. I <laughs> I love that. Like, the dude is, like, trying to get his 15 minutes of fame. He even makes himself a catchphrase. <laughs> right? Like, I need Henry to come and, like, do some Henry clean over in my car and, like... 
get everything. I need it looking tight, Henry. Take care of it. Oh my god. Henry, like, you know, he was he was so happy, blissfully happy. He has his Camaro, he has his house in Florida, and then he meets a nice lady called Marlene. Oh, Marlene. Henry's life is really coming together. He's got this amazing retirement, beautiful home, beautiful car, beautiful woman. And they just hit it off. <laughs> yes, they hit it off like immediately. And can we let's let's just pause. And Robin, would you like to describe Marlene? <laughs> Marlene is a free spirit. She um dances to the beat of her own drum. Marlene has this the most amazing hair I have ever seen. Like yes. it's like magenta and spiky. She is like feeling it. She's got incredible like multicolored clothes on. And she is just down for Henry. Like you she, can tell. <laughs> she is down for Henry. And it looks like she had a lot of fun in the 80s. You can just tell. <laughs> oh, she was like so into the IROC too. Because they both were just like still living that 80s dream. And like like more power to you. You guys know what you want. You went after it. You got it. And like I hope that I can do that someday. Because that looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Iraq, but you know <laughs> something else i hope to have the confidence of marlene <laughs> later yeah. on in life <laughs> i wish we had the confidence of marlene like right now she's she's a swinging lady <laughs> she is marlene like you could tell she was hot to trot in the 80s those were the best years <laughs> yeah she was still living on she had not given up on that 80s dream and that she, was amazing she would like walk into the bar and like you know poison would automatically come on and everyone would be like marlene <laughs> Like yeah, or like she warrant would start playing she's my cherry pie and she's like that's right got this hair yeah you, do it <laughs> yeah she had her magenta teased hair and she'd walk in and all the dudes would want to get with Marlene and she's like I don't need you I have my own Camaro yeah and I got Henry uh. <laughs> <laughs> Henry by the way has like long hair and earrings and I'm just like he is like the sweetest biker looking dude i have ever met in my life yeah like henry <laughs> henry's a great guy and so is marlene and i'm so happy they found each other <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> like a match made in heaven except the car did not agree yes um the car i mean this is totally not like christine you guys even though it's almost exactly like christine <laughs> <laughs> But shortly after getting the car and living his perfect life, Henry notices some noises coming from outside. And he would think, oh, sh shit, someone's trying to steal my car. He actually said, I believe, oh, shit, someone's trying to steal my car in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what Henry was feeling. <laughs> so he was like, not my baby, not my car. And Henry's like, I live out in like the houses are far apart from each other. Like nobody's getting on my property. So he was a little freaked out. Yes, and so he'd constantly check, and, like, he'd hear the noises and, like, see nothing there. And it would be just weird. And once Marlene started, you know, staying over, because, you know, Marlene has to get hers, and so does Henry. <laughs> they were consenting adults that just wanted to live the IROC dream. Yes, they were living the life. <laughs> she would, yeah, she would hear someone, like, coming to the door all the time and would freak out about it. Henry would hear the same things, but she didn't want to. He didn't want to tell her because she. He didn't want to lose this good thing. He didn't want her to think that he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and like she didn't tell him. I think for the same reasons, and they 
And like, she would always think the sounds that she was hearing was Henry doing something. And then mm-hmm. it became clear that it was not Henry. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so one night they hear the noises and it's a little bit elevated. So again, Henry says his wonderful catchphrase of, oh shit, someone's stealing my car. <laughs> and he and Marlene run out to the car and Marlene sees... In the driver's seat, uh, basically who would th- you would think would be stealing a car, but it's a ghost. It's a creepy metalhead biker dude, and Henry sees it as well. <laughs> and they, Henry is like, I think at this point, they didn't really say it, but I think Henry and Marlene are both relieved that they have both seen the same thing, because earlier Henry was like, he didn't want to tell Marlene, because in his words... He didn't want her to think she got together with a loon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, guys, Henry is the sweetest, and I just love him so much. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. And Marlene, like, even, like, going back now, after they saw this dude in the car that wasn't really there, she just says, well, at this point, we thought maybe something paranormal was going on with this, these experiences. <laughs> we both saw him, and... Like, he, they said that he was staring at them like he wanted to rip them apart. And he was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. And now we've both been validated and neither one of us are a loon. So, like, let's fight together with yeah. the power of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually did the correct thing as a couple, which was they ran the hell away from the car. <laughs> yeah, they didn't go, oh, I think we should just get in the car and try to shoo the ghost away. No, they were like, uh... Hey, see that ghost in that eye rock? Don't go in there. And then they ran. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they did the right thing. So the next morning, um, when they think the coast is clear, they go back out to the car. And Henry, who has explained by now that he just installed a new sound system, goes into the car and the entire thing is ripped out. Yeah, like there's wires everywhere. And they're just like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, this literally just got put in and they knew that everything was fine. So obviously it was a ghost, like was not stoked with them messing with the car. Exactly. So um, at this point, everything escalates like a hundredfold. Uh, oh now the ghost is like super angry and is coming towards the house. Uh, Marlene one night gets up and t- goes to the bathroom and looks out the window and the dude's just there staring at her. <laughs> Yeah, and like I don't, I think this bathroom was not on the ground floor, and yeah. so like it was a little elevated, so it could not be just a man standing there. It was fully the ghost. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> that was terrifying. I would, I would, I don't know if I could ever go back into that bathroom again. Exactly. And after that, Marlene stops staying in Henry's house, um, and Henry starts hanging out mostly in his locked bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I can't even watch TV in my living room. I have to go in my room, lock the door. I've got my gun. So if anybody's coming towards me, they're going to, I, I don't know, I have my gun. I don't know what he's going to do. It's a ghost, Henry. You can't shoot a ghost. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's not going to do anything. Um, and Henry is so cute because he keeps going, I was freaking scared. I was freaking scared. Like, this is a tough looking dude. Used to be a cop, and he has no problem being like, uh, shit was real, and I was terrified. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, Henry's story, I tend to believe, because, like, cops are kind of, like, no bullshit. Like, they will try to find, like, you know, the most, uh, 
reasonable explanation for anything but he's like i was freaking scared like you know oh shit that was probably a ghost then. yeah like oh there's there's an angry ghost sitting in my car staring at me tearing out my stereo marlene saw a face in the like eight foot high window i'm pretty sure this is not good so marlene is like okay I have got a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. I need a person who, to come right now that does not know me and is not in any way involved in my life. Like, it needs to be seven people removed. We need this person to come over, clear this house, and um, clear the car. So he goes straight to work on the car, and he's like, yeah, this car's haunted. And they're like, oh, yeah, no shit, because <laughs> that's why we called you here. That's where we saw the ghost, so yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> But they say, like, they play dumb because they don't want to influence this guy. And he's like, uh, something is really bad and violent is attached to this car. And um, now he's the same, like, kind of bad person or even worse than he was during his lifetime, which, you know, I, th- I feel like I would I would be really comforted to hear that about my ghost that's haunting me. Oh, my God, they're the same or worse. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And they said, like, he was a very violent man in life, um, that he was actually a motorcycle gang member and the IROC was stolen and he was killed in it. So that's comforting. <laughs> Yeah, like, here's your death car. And because Henry was like, because I'm an ex-cop, like, he attacked, he was even more aggressive and attached to me because he felt really vengeful to cops. And I was like, oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. So they do the whole cleansing. The dude disappears. But then poor Henry, as soon as the ghost disappears and the, like, car is cleansed, it never starts ever again. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, the ghost had one more trick up his sleeve. (laughs) It was to crush Henry's IROC dreams. And so he could literally never start the car. Like, no mechanic could figure out what was wrong with it. And so Henry's like, okay, my next car is going to be a 66 Lincoln with suicide doors. And I'm going to have it cleansed before it leaves the dealership. (laughs) He's not fooling around. Yep, he is he is hot to try. He's like, nope, I'm gonna bring the psychic with me, I'm gonna bring some sage. <laughs> I would just I would love to be at the car dealership as Henry rolls up with Marlene and his psychic with all the oils and the sage and like he's like, All right, before we sign these papers, I'm gonna do a little ritual. <laughs> this is important. It like this depends if I'm gonna buy it or not. So like you can run my credit, but I'm gonna go outside with my friend here. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, you need my credit report. I need the spiritual credit report on this car. I cannot drive away knowing, not knowing if there is a ghost that maybe died in this car or not. So, oh, Henry. (laughs) Oh, Henry. And that's the end of Henry's story. Now, there is a third story, but... it's it's very sad you guys it's a it's a real bummer so it is a real bummer but like we can just say that we really send this family a whole lot of light and love we're not gonna make any jokes about them yeah we're not gonna make any jokes tell you the story because they are just real sweet so yeah um this is a very sad story it's a touching story so we're not gonna like it like we said we're not gonna make fun of it because it's heavy. It's heavy, you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, but also, like, bless them for sharing it because I'm sure that other people have gone through something similar and it probably brought some peace to those people, too. But Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we meet the Malone family in 1992 and they had just bought a new house. 
Um, and everything's going great. They actually get pregnant with another child, but shortly after the husband starts having really severe health problems. Like, and it goes from him just having asthma issues to needing a lung transplant within a year. Yeah. Like that was pretty heavy already. And then, boy. Yeah. Then he starts having recurring nightmares of a demon coming into his room and trying to attack him, which... That <laughs> that's not great. No, that's not a great sign. I mean, the demon do- does look pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, with the way they did it with makeup, so we can make fun of that because it looked pretty. Yeah, hilarious. we can make fun of that because that's <laughs> show um, and not the family. Oh, but he did say like this is recurring nightmares that he had when he was a child, and now he's having them again. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, that's not great because I remember having a recurring nightmares as a child. And I've had them a couple times as an adult, and uh, it's so freaky. But nothing compared to what um, our friend here has gone through. Holy shnikes. Yeah. So but like, let's talk about the mask, the, the demon. What was your first impression when you saw the demon come on the screen? I was like, I was expecting it to be much scarier, but it was literally like a dude, like they kind of like painted a Halloween mask, it looked like. <laughs> And in like black like, clothing, it was just like, was like oh, we're in a black turtleneck, and I got this. I went to the Halloween store, and they're having their fifty percent off sale on November first, <laughs> and we are good to go. Let us film this reenactment. <laughs> oh God! But the poor wife was like freaking out while she's telling the story. So they're like intersplicing the the wife, like crying, telling the story about how much she loves her husband and all the stuff that she's watching him go through, and then there's. Like, you guys because I really feel for the family but like that's like the most hilarious looking demon I've ever seen (laughs) now granted if I had been watching this like at night when it was dark I probably would have been like oh hell no but since it was full daytime I was safe (laughs) yeah (laughs) like where you could see how ridiculous this looked like it was a Halloween mask and a black turtleneck and that was the (laughs) demon Yeah, they probably had, like, it was, like, a production assistant, and they were, like, here, put this mask on, and she, like, choke this guy. What? (laughs) Mom, I made it in Hollywood. (laughs) That's how he got his SAG card. (laughs) Okay, insurance, no joke, lucky guy. (laughs) Exactly. So, so anyway, um, and then, like, it just progresses, and there's, like, and again, this is terrible. Like, the family has been through some shit. And they're talking about, the wife starts talking about one night where she goes upstairs and her husband is physically fighting the demon. So now <laughs> they yeah, have. Like, he's asleep, but he's fighting, like, yes. fighting for his life. And she sees him, like, smushed down, full body, like, pressed down into the bed. And he's fighting and choking. And, like, oh, God, it's real bad. Yeah, and then they show him, like, in his dream, like, the reenactment, the actor that's playing him is fighting, like, fist fighting the demon is basically what's happening. <laughs> so he's, like, fighting the air. He's fighting the the mask. The yeah. The is amazing. That is playing him. Mr. Yes. Stone, because uh, I think his, like, only face is wide-eyed. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess... I guess, you know, if you had that mask coming towards you, you'd be wide-eyed, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, like, he wins. He wins the fight. Beats the shit out of the demon. <laughs> and the... <laughs> 
<laughs> the activity. Oh my god, this is so bad. But it's like you need. Please watch the show. Please like see what we're talking about and how ridiculous it looks. <laughs> yeah, like they're taking this story that is otherwise would be really harrowing, and like because of the production, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> gosh <laughs> so no. so anyway beats the demon um he goes into his bathroom and sees like there's a bunch of scratches all over his body his wife sees it too so the demon was putting up a good fight uh but yeah it the activity just stopped for a while everything was fine and then the really sad news comes in which i was not expecting from like such a low budget paranormal paranormal show to have like touching stories but right and, yeah mm-hmm. Like we said, this episode is an emotional roller coaster. It is. So in 2012, um, their middle son dies. And they don't know if it was an accident or a suicide. And they don't say how he died. Yeah. They only say that he died in the house. They don't say how. And it's just really like, oh, wow, this poor family. First, the dad has have his lung transplant after battling some lung illness Mm -hmm. and the middle son dies. Ah. And like, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? Exactly. Like I was watching the first two and I was laughing and like, you know, having a good time. And then they just hit us with this heavy (laughs) news. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we said we're not making fun of this one as much. Just the really bad looking demon. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> because it's just heavy, and as soon as the sun dies, all of a sudden the activity picks up in the house again. Uh, one morning, the father goes downstairs to the kitchen, and every single drawer in the kitchen is wide open, and the oven is turned on. Yeah, with the door which, open, it's which like is like not safe. <laughs> no, uh, so they show in the reenactment. He goes to close one of the drawers, and all the drawers close immediately. So, <laughs> real creepy. Yeah, a little creepy, and like other activity starts, and like they find dining room chairs stacked on top of the table after one night, and it just gets really creepy. Um, so after this, they decide to reach out. They research um, paranormal things and find actually a paranormal paranormal group that is willing to help them, and they bring in Steve, the psychic medium. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the rescue (laughs) yeah it's so funny because like the other two brought in psychic mediums and they didn't say their names or anything but this one is like steve (laughs) (laughs) they were like okay we gotta give the viewer a little bit more in this one because we just hit them with some heavy stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so steve comes into the rescue and surprise surprise he's like we gotta take care of this (laughs) yeah so he goes into the house and he's immediately drawn to a motorcycle and it's revealed that the motorcycle was the middle son Zachary's um, and that he was still attached with the motorcycle to the house. Yeah. Like his spirit is still there with the family and he is like using the motorcycle as his anchor to the family. So. Yeah. And not only is he the anchor now, um, he's actually staying there to keep the house safe from the demon, which is, oh, oh it's so sad. Like, I, I told you, this would get very sad. <laughs> yeah, like, get your Kleenex out, because the mom is like, so now we know that, like, 
Zachary also has our back. He had it in life, and he now he has it um, in the afterlife, too. Oh, my gosh. I was crying. Yeah, it, it was so sad. And the father said, like, well, I don't want him to have this burden in the afterlife. And actually, through the medium, um, they find out that he didn't do anything on purpose, that it was an accident how he died uh, in the house. But we still don't know what happened. Uh, which but, was, like, thank goodness. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that Steve was able to bring them that kind of message and that peace because I can't imagine like living in a house where my child died and knowing like not knowing you know just always questioning and so like thank Steve you have really done a lot for this family you have and so Steve does a cleansing of the house um gets real intense and then at the end which this was kind of funny again with the way that they presented in the reenactment they feel a cold blast of air (laughs) and boy a cold blast of air it was (laughs) yes like you could tell at that scene they just like threw a high power fan on for like 20 (laughs) seconds (laughs) (laughs) like i almost felt like we could feel the blast like that's how good of a job they did (laughs) yeah it was just like and we're like oh okay well you didn't need to illustrate illustrate it in that fashion but okay and then uh it was done (laughs) And yeah, so that was the first episode of Paranormal Survivor, which again, we highly recommend you check it out because you will not be disappointed. (laughs) No, I mean, like I said, I have watched it several times and like every time I catch something new and different and I'm like, this is the best show I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And so that does it uh, for us. Hope you enjoy our first episode. Um, We enjoyed making it. We will definitely keep up with more paranormal stuff. And uh, we need a sign off. What do you think our sign? What do you think our sign off should be, Robin? Um, I don't know, but I hear some creepy noise coming from you, and I hope you know what it is. Otherwise, there is a ghost here with us. (laughs) I think (laughs) I think that is a cell phone from the other room because I hear it too. (laughs) From the other side. (laughs) Um. Um, I feel like anytime you see anything creepy, you hear something creepy, you dream something creepy, please contact a TV production studio so that we can watch it because all we want in life is to be able to watch paranormal shows where we can be like, dude, that's (laughs) terrifying. Don't go in there. Yep. (laughs) Don't go in there and have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.